to glory land. It won't be long until I take the hand of Jesus Christ with a great big smile. We sit right down and talk a while. Talk a while about the things we Charles Watson was born again on May 23, 1975 at the California Men's Colony. His transformation can best be described as amazing grace. Here's one of his messages from his early years of ministry. Tonight we're going to talk about letting God's Word prevail in our life. Letting His Word prevail and overpower in everything in our life. Let's turn it to the book of Acts, chapter 19, beginning with verse number 13. Letting God's word prevail. Now, you know the old enemy will try to come in and prevail in your life. Are you with me there? He'll try to come in and put all kinds of cares and worries and difficulties. He'll try to come in and put all kinds of sicknesses and diseases He'll try to come in and try to get you to go after man's doctrine or teachings rather than the teachings of the Word of God. He'll just try to prevail and overcome you in a lot of areas. But tonight, we're going to learn that we need to let God's Word, His Word here, prevail in every area of our life. Now, in Acts chapter 19, beginning with verse number 13, it says, Then certain of the vagabond Jews. These were Jews that were travelers. They were exorcists. In other words, they weren't born again people. They were serving what man was thinking instead of what God was thinking. They were serving the doctrines of man. They were exorcists. They took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits. They were trying to cast out evil spirits in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, an exorcist is going to have a hard time casting out an evil spirit in the name of someone he don't know and that he don't have a relationship with. You've got to have a relationship with Jesus in order to use that name. It goes on to say, they were saying, we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. And there were seven sons of one Siva, a Jew and a chief of the priest which did so. These seven sons of Siva were trying to cast out evil spirits in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. They were exorcists. And this is what happened. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? Jesus I know, that evil spirit said, and Paul I know, but who are you? Those evil spirits didn't know who these people were. In other words, I believe they were kind of saying, they were kind of saying, does, in other words, they were kind of saying, you know, I know Jesus and I know Paul, but who are you? They were trying to say, what authority do you have to mess with me? Amen. What authority do you have to mess with me? You have no power and authority over me. It goes on to say here, and the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them. It says, and the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, and he overcame them and prevailed against them. Because Satan didn't know who they were, and because they didn't know Jesus, and because they were trying to cast out evil spirits in the name of Jesus who they knew that someone else knew, the evil spirit overcame them and prevailed over them. Now that's what we don't want to happen. Amen? So we can go through this and meditate on this Scripture and we can learn a lot of things that we need to know so that those evil spirits won't prevail upon us. Number one, we can find out we don't need to be a Jew. <laughs> Amen? Number two, we can find out we don't need to be an exorcist. And number three, we can find out here that we don't need to rely upon somebody else's faith in Jesus to do it. I'm just making this up as I go along. <laughs> 
And number four, it says here that if you don't know who you are in Christ and what authority and what right that you have in Christ yourself, and if you're relying on somebody else's faith in Christ Jesus, that evil spirit is going to prevail all over you. Because it's Jesus that the evil spirit knows. The evil spirit realizes what Satan or what Jesus did to him at Calvary. That evil spirit knows about Calvary. Satan knows what happened at Calvary. That's why when you say in the name of Jesus today, he scats. He knows what's happened. Amen? Then it goes on to say, he prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified, and many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many believed and repented, in other words. And it goes on to say, Many of them also, which used curious arts, brought their books together and burned them before all men, and they counted the price of them, and they found it fifty pieces of silver. So mightily grew the word of God, and it prevailed. Because of this event that took place here, there were people that woke up to the fact that they needed to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I believe that they woke up to the fact that because they were involved with all these exorcists and because they were involved with all these evil things and evil books and all this garbage and all this trash, because they were involved in all that, Satan was prevailing over them. And I believe they woke up to that. And I believe that they woke up to the fact that they needed to believe in Jesus of Nazareth. Because they woke up that Satan knew who Jesus was. And they woke up to the fact also that Paul had success in casting out evil spirits, but these exorcists didn't. And they wanted what Paul had. Even the exorcists wanted what Paul had. Amen. They wanted what Paul had, but they found out that they needed to believe in Jesus Christ in order to get it. And I believe that they knew that if they believed in Jesus, they would have power over the devil. And if they didn't believe in Jesus, they wouldn't have no power over the devil. See, Jesus prevails over the power of the devil when a person believes in him and what he did. It says here, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. But these people had to do one thing. They had to change their mind. They had to change their mind from believing what they were believing in exorcism and all these garbage books. And they had to begin to believe in Jesus of Nazareth. Had to begin to believe in what He done. Had to begin to believe in His word. Had to begin to believe that He prevailed over the power of the devil. That's what they had to believe. They had to believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They had to change their mind. They had to come into conformity with the Word of God, the Gospel of Jesus Christ. So mightily grew the Word of God and prevailed. The Word of God began to prevail over their thinking, over every area of their life. In order for the Word of God to grow and prevail, it's got to grow and prevail in your thinking. They were thinking that they could believe in exorcism. But they began to think. They repented of thinking that way and came over and began to think about Jesus and thought of what He did and believed in Him. And then it began to grow. It began to grow because they changed their mind and what they thought about Jesus. In the Amplified Bible, this is what it says. Now, after these events, Paul determined, no, it says in verse 20, thus the word of the Lord concerning the attainments through Christ of eternal salvation in the kingdom of God grew and spread and intensified, prevailing mightily. It grew and it spread and it intensified, prevailing mightily. What did? 
the attainment through Christ of eternal salvation. The attainment of Christ began to prevail and begin to spread throughout the land because people changed their mind about what they believed about Jesus. That word prevail means to be strong against, powerful, or to overpower. The Word of God began to overpower the thoughts of exorcism, of all the garbage they were thinking. The Word of God and what Jesus did began to overpower the thoughts of the devil. That's what was happening. And that's what happened when you got saved. The thoughts of Jesus and what Jesus did begin to overpower your old thinking. You begin to say, I don't want to think and do like that anymore and have the results to end up garbage. I want to begin to think right and think about Jesus and believe that He is Lord and give my life to Him and I'll begin to overcome in this life. Amen? The Word of God had to prevail in their thinking process. And when it did that, they repented and changed their mind and came to Jesus of Nazareth and believed and was saved. And the Word began to grow and prevail throughout the land mightily. In Acts 6, 7, it says this. Acts 6, 7 says, And the Word of God increased. The Word of God began to increase and multiply. What Jesus done began to increase and multiply and prevail and grow in the land. In Acts 12, 24, here's what it says. But the Word of God grew and multiplied. So we see that the Word of God began to grow and begin to multiply and begin to prevail and overcome the garbage and the negative thinking and the doubt and all the old thoughts they were getting out of those old garbage books, the Word of God began to prevail over that. Amen? That's what happened in our life. The Word of God began to prevail and grow and multiply and increase in our mind and in our thinking process until we said, I'm going to think like that and I'm not going to think that old way anymore. I'm going to repent. I'm going to believe in Jesus Christ and let His Word prevail in my life. We made up our mind and did that one day. If we look back in the Old Testament, the beginning of time, at creation, God spoke the Word of God and said, let there be light, and there was light, and it prevailed over all that darkness. Amen? The Word was prevailing over the darkness of this earth as God spoke. When these last days, He's spoken by His Son, Jesus, Hebrews 1 tells us. Jesus came, the Word of God, and He prevailed. The world was lying in sin and sickness and wickedness and destruction. And Jesus Christ came and put Himself on the cross there for us and was crucified and He went down into the grave. Revelations 1.18 says that Jesus went down there and resurrected and said, I am He that liveth and was dead. But now I'm alive forevermore and I have the keys of sin and death. Jesus Christ came and prevailed over darkness and over sin and over sickness and poured out His Holy Ghost on this world. Amen? Well, why did He do that? He did that so that we can prevail over sin and sickness. See, it's the Spirit of God that convicts us and causes us to begin to think that we should give our life to Jesus of Nazareth. Amen? He says, but as many as receive Him, to them gave He the power to, to, to believe. Amen? But as many as receive Him, to them gave He power to become sons of God to as many as them as believed upon His name. John 1.12. 
He gave the power. He convicted us. And raised us from the dead. He came and prevailed in our life, in other words. He prevailed in our thinking process. And gave us the victory. See, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday. He's the same today. Amen. Is he? Is he prevailing today? And he's the same forever. See, Jesus prevailed in the lives of these exorcists here in Acts. He prevailed in the lives of everybody that got sailed. He, he began to prevail in their thinking process. See, God's word, God's word has prevailed. The Lord spoke this to me this week. He says, God's word has prevailed. But has the word prevailed in your life? And does it continue to prevail? Does it continue to prevail? Do you let it prevail? Matthew 16, 18 says this. Turn with me just a second. To Matthew 16, 18. It says, And I say unto you, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. If you build your house upon the rock, if you build your house upon this word, if you begin to renew your mind with this word, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I believe that. Do you believe that? But we have to be built up in the most holy faith and have our life built upon this rock here, Jesus Christ. And when we do that, the Word of God will begin to prevail over darkness just like it did in the beginning. And the way this happens is because Jesus Christ came and prevailed over the devil and give us life and give us the Holy Ghost. Give us the Word of God to renew our mind with so when the devil comes at you with darkness and sin and temptation, you can prevail over it in the Spirit of God and by His Word, which is Spirit and which is life. Revelations 12, 11 said, They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Amen? The word of their testimony, testifying to what the blood of Jesus did. The blood of Jesus prevailed over darkness and sickness and the enemy of this world. And now we're to prevail by faith in what he did and by what he gave us. Glory to God. I got to looking at this that Jesus is prevailing against here in Matthew and what he was talking about in Matthew 15. Verse 9, it says, But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. The commandments of men. Man will try to come in and they'll try to tell you that God don't heal anymore. The devil will try to come in and tell you that speaking in tongues aren't for today. Try to come in and tell you that laying hands on the sick just don't work anymore. An anointing with oil, it worked for James, but it sure don't work today. We're not going to lay hands on the sick in this chapel. Amen? The doctrines of men will try to come in and prevail itself over the church, over the Word of God. Amen? But we're not to let it do it. In 16.12, of this same book of Matthew here, it says, Then understood they how that he bade them not to not be aware uh, to not beware of the leaven of the bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. The doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees was trying to prevail over the church. Amen. Trying to prevail over the things that Jesus was saying. Today, still, there will be things come at you that will try to prevail over you. The gates of hell will open up on you and try to bring you doctrines of men, try to bring you all kinds of garbage and try to bring you everything that the devil's got. Are you going to accept it? These exorcists that we read about a minute ago were, was accepting it. 
And because they were accepting the doctrine of whatever was going around there to make them exorcists, all those books that they were learning out of and all those books that they burned, because they accepted all that stuff, they didn't know who they were in Christ. They didn't know what they could do in Christ. They didn't know the authority and the power that they had in Christ. They had accepted some false, erroneous doctrine and wasn't even saved. They were trying to use Jesus' name, but the demons, the evil spirits, jumped all over them. They didn't know who they were in Christ. Paul, they knew, and Jesus, they knew, but they sure didn't know them because they didn't know who they were in Christ. The doctrines of men don't teach you who you are in Christ. The doctrines of men barely get you saved. You'd do good if you get saved on the doctrines of men. <laughs> Unless they're teaching about Christ, amen? That's right. They lead to nowhere, in other words. And if you listen to the doctrines of men that try to run down all the miracles and all the healings and all the supernatural praises and Holy Ghost power of God, if you listen to that, you will be on your deathbed before long. You'll be worrying yourself to death. You'll be having all kinds of cares and all kinds of difficulties and none of the power of God will be moving in your life because you hadn't got faith in what Jesus done and you'll come up against a devil and he'll beat your clothes off and you'll run out of the church mad. Amen? If you listen to the doctrine of men. But I'm here to tell you tonight that the Word of God will grow and it will multiply and it will increase and it will prevail if you will only repent and change your mind about the Word of God and begin to receive it at face value and what it says and say, yes, I believe and glory to God. I want it all. 100% of what it says. Let the Word of God prevail over how you think. Let the Word of God prevail in every area of your thinking process. Renew your mind with the Word of God. See, the cares and the difficulties of life will try to come in and try to hook itself strongly. A stronghold on your mind. A care or a difficulty or a worry or a trouble or an anxiety will try to come in and grab your mind and get you to thinking about it. And if you don't know that you don't have to think about it, you'll be thinking about it. You don't have to go for it. See, now over in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 7, it tells us that we don't have to let the cares and the troubles and the difficulties of this life and the worries and the anxieties and the concerns of this life prevail over our life and over our thinking process. It says here, casting all your care, that word care is anxieties, worries, concerns, once and for all upon the Lord. For He careth for you. Be sober. In other words, don't get drunk. Be vigilant. word vigilant means watchful. Because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, he walketh about seeking whom he may devour. The devil walks about trying to put cares and difficulties and troubles upon your mind. He'll try to put false doctrines on your mind. He'll try to get you to not believe in healing. He'll try to get you to believe that you need to be in some kind of balanced, lukewarm, gospel. Gospel? <laughs> yeah, he'll try to get you to believe that. See, the devil comes in a lot of ways. And if he can get you to believe in long, and if he can get you to believing in the, in the doctrines of men, then you won't have anything to fight the cares and the difficulties and the troubles and the worries and the concerns that come along. You've got to believe in the full gospel that Jesus gave you full salvation, full healing, baptism of the Holy Ghost. Believe that praising God begins to inhabit you and glory to God. You won't be having those cares and difficulties invade your thinking anymore because you'll know the truth. The truth will set you free. But you can't be going for the doctrines of men or you won't have any power in your life. You're going to get your clothes beat off like those exorcists did. You've got to repent of that thinking. Change your way of thinking about all that garbage. 
Throw the books away that teaches you to not believe in the full gospel. Throw them away. Don't even read them. Don't even get around it. Read about Jesus, the power of God, the word of God. Read this book here and see what it says instead of what somebody else says. Doctrines of men. When those cares and difficulties come in your life, if you're in this book here, you're going to cast them down. See, it says Satan walk around like a roaring lion. Amen? As a roaring lion. Don't say he is a lion. It says he's a roaring lion. Some people say he's got his teeth pulled. Wearing dentures. <laughs> Amen? But then it says, whom resists steadfast in the faith? Whom resists steadfast in the faith? Say that. Whom resists steadfast in the faith? Faith in what? Faith that Jesus Christ defeated those cares, those difficulties, those worries, and those anxieties because you're a child of God and you don't have to think about them anymore. You casted your care upon Him. Put your burden over on Him. You've heard of that before. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in you. But the God of all grace who hath called us unto His eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establishes you, strengthens you, and settles you. You might suffer a while with some things, but as you begin to grow, you're going to be perfected, you're going to be established, you're going to be strengthened, and then you're going to be settled. And all the time you're going to be giving Him, it says here, to Him be glory and dominion forever and ever and ever. Glory to God. Because you've got your faith in what He did for you. Did it all for you. Crucified for you. Died for you. Went in down in the grave for you. Got life for you. Resurrected in Christ Jesus. Living the heavenly life. The high life. Waking up to the fact that he destroyed principalities, made a show of them openly. Glory to God. Spoiled principalities. Demons will try to come in, pick on your brain and talk about you and talk to you and tell you all kinds of lies. Satan comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus and his word here came to give you life and to give it more abundantly. But Satan will be trying to come in and put your mind and your thinking into bondage. Trying to prevail over your thinking. But the word is not to come under subjection to anything. The word of God is above all. God is above all. And if you're thinking the Word of God, you're going to be above all in your thinking. And when one of those lower little old demons come in, you're going to look down on it and say in the name of Jesus, get out of here. You don't have no power over my thinking process. It doesn't compute. That demonic thought don't compute in this computer. On a computer, if you put in the wrong information, it flashes error on the screen. Error. Some of them beep. When a demonic thought comes in, you just go, beep. In the name of Jesus, get out of here. It's an error. You're not going to go for it. In the name of Jesus. Over in Daniel 6, don't get to the book of Daniel too much, but over in the book of Daniel, the minor prophets, Daniel 6, verse number 16, it says this. Daniel 6, 16. It says, Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel, and they cast him into the den of lions. Daniel was in a den of lions. You know, sometimes your life may get so bound up with cares and difficulties and troubles and trials and anxieties and worries that it's like you're in a den of lions. Satan goeth about as a roaring lion, amen. Well, Daniel really had a line on him. It says here, Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God whom thou serveth continually, he will deliver thee. That king wasn't stupid. <laughs> he knew he'd be delivered, didn't he? And he knew that Daniel served God continually. Glory to God. 
Demons know. Let me say again, back over talking about the exorcist. Those demons knew that those exorcists didn't know God. Amen? But even the king here, he knew also that David did know God. And he said, your God whom you serveth continually, he will deliver you. You know what delivers you from demonic thoughts and oppression that comes in and tries to vex you? You know what delivers you from that? You serving God continually. Please turn the cassette over at this time. Percent. Not only when you get down a little bit, say, oh, I don't feel good tonight. I think I'll go over to chapel. Well, I've been going through these problems. I think I'll go back to God now, you know, and then you go away and live a garbage life and then you come back to God, you know. Great that you did. Praise God for that. But when you come back, stay there and serve him continually and then you won't have to be going like a yo-yo and going and coming back and going and coming back. It's better to just stay there and serve him continually and stay delivered continually. See, John 8, 31. Turn with me to that if you would. Sometimes these scriptures get so simple to me and so quickened and alive to me, I just quote them and don't even turn you to them. Maybe you don't even know where they are. John 8, 31. Listen to this, talking about continually. If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. That word disciples means disciplined ones. If you continue in this word, you'll be a disciplined one. And you shall know the truth, and that truth that you know shall make you free, glory to God. Sets you free. And then in verse 36, it says, if the Son shall set you free, you shall be free indeed. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. I know the truth tonight. I know that when that liar Satan like a roaring lion comes to me and tries to put cares and anxieties and garbage on me, I tell him the truth. And he knows I know the truth and he splits. See, he knows I know the truth. When he came to those exorcists, he knew that those exorcists didn't know the truth. And he beat their clothes off. If you don't know the truth, when he brings you a lie, he's going to beat your clothes off. I mean, beat your clothes off. I'll tell you what, he beat my clothes off one time. Yeah, I ended up in jail with no clothes on. Amen? And you know what I mean? That's right, beat my clothes off. Took him a little while to do it, finally he did it. But if you know the truth, the truth will set you free, and when Satan comes at you, you've got to know the truth then you shall be free indeed, glory to God. Satan will try to come into you and get you down and troubled. Try to make you focus on your failures and before long you're right flat on your back and you had not even got any energy in your body and you don't even want to get out of bed. Any of you ever feel so tired and so depressed and so down, so without strength that you don't even want to get out of bed? Well, it's because the devil's coming in speaking to you and you're going for his garbage and you might be able to sleep all day and all night and all the next day and still feel tired. And probably you do. But I tell you, over here in Romans 8, verse number 11, it tells us about that spirit. If you're having a problem tonight, we're feeling tired all the time, not feeling like you want to get up and go, you need the Holy Ghost. You need this Word living in your thinking and what it says. And it says, But the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. But if the Spirit, if this Spirit of Jesus which raised up Jesus Christ from the dead, I tell you what, the Word is Spirit and life. If this Word dwells in you, if this Spirit dwells in you, if this life dwells in you. The same life that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead. It says, He that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead shall also quicken or make alive your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. Amen? I don't believe this is just talking about the resurrection to come either. I believe He quickened us 
Yesterday, when he rose from the dead, I believe he quickened us the day we gave our life to the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe he quickens us every day, and I believe he's going to quicken us, glory to God, when we go to be with him in the air. Amen? He quickens us all the time. We need to be quickened when we're born again spiritually. We need to be quickened and made alive in our mind by continually renewing it and knowing the truth and thinking the Word of God. And glory to God, we need to be quickened in our body. Our body needs to be strong. The Holy Ghost needs to be in our body. Giving us power and giving us strength and giving us gold power. Don't go for the lie of the devil. The devil's trying to get you to sleep all the time. You kick him out in the name of Jesus. Say, Satan, I'm not going to sleep. I'm not a sleeper. Glory to God. I'm going to get up and go in the name of Jesus. I have power. My body, my mortal body has been quickened. Glory to God. And made alive and given power in the name of Jesus. The devil will try to come in and plague you with all kinds of thoughts. He'll try to drive your life and control your life and become master over your life. See, he's not to be master over your life or Lord over your life. He's not to be Lord over your over you before you get saved. He's not to be Lord over your salvation. Jesus is Lord. That's how you got saved. He's not to be Lord over your thinking. Jesus is Lord. His Word is Lord over your thinking. And Satan is not to be Lord over your body. Jesus is Lord over your body. You've been made alive, spirit, soul, and body. Evil will try to come in and plague your life and completely destroy you if you'll let it. Over in the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 4, Verse number 18, it says this, And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work. The Lord will try to come in, talking to the saved people right now, He'll try to come in and destroy your thinking and get you to thinking about evil works. He'll try to get you to thinking about backbiting your brother. He'll try to get you to thinking about what you're going to do tomorrow. Shouldn't be thinking about what you're going to do today. He'll get you to thinking about all kinds of things. I could name them off. He'll get you thinking about Playboy. He'll get you thinking about what the weekend movie is. He'll get you to thinking about this, that, and everything you shouldn't be thinking about. And he might even get you to thinking about what kind of harm you can do to your brother or begin to connive or be busybodies in the body of Christ. He'll get you to thinking about evil work and try to come in and plague your mind and get a hold of it. Amen. But it says here, and the Lord shall deliver you from every evil work. Whatever kind of evil work the devil is trying to put on you. The devil tries to get you to do his work. He might get you to come in and think about cares and difficulties and before long you're carrying out his work. You're delivering it over here and preaching it to a brother. Oh, I've just been so full of care. This, I've been so anxious and worried about this and worried about that. Before long, you begin to speak it. It's all right to go and get some help from your brother. I'm not saying it's wrong. Just so long as you recognize where that word that is coming out of your mouth is coming from. The Lord will deliver you from every evil work. Every evil work. Every evil work that there is. You don't have to turn to it. The Psalms 91.10 says this, There shall be no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Where is your dwelling? The Holy Ghost dwells in you. Amen? Your dwelling is your body. Your dwelling maybe is where you live. Maybe this is the dwelling here tonight. But we're not going to allow any plague to come near our dwelling. We're going to kick it out. We're going to call plague, plague, and we're going to call black, black, and white, white. We're going to call a lie, lie, and we're going to be called again to call truth the truth. And if a thought that comes that's not the word, we're going to kick it out with the truth. Satan comes like a roaring lion. Remember that. But here's what has to happen. The Word of God has to begin to grow in your thinking process. You've got to know the truth. Jesus emphasized that all the way through. All the way through the book of John. Emphasized His relationship and knowledge and relationship with the Father. He knew the Father. 
He lived with the Father in the Spirit. You've got to know the truth. The truth, the knowledge of the truth has to begin to grow and prevail and be renewed in your mind so that you know it every minute of every day. Romans 12, 2. What? Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Renewing of the mind. Changing into the image of Christ in your thinking. You already have the image of Christ in your spirit. Now you've got to get it in your thinking. Pretty soon we're going to be changed completely into His image physically. But while we're here on earth, we got to grow and let the Word grow and multiply and prevail in every area of our lives, spiritually, soulishly, and bodily. Amen? And when it's doing that in our life, then we can go out and deliver it to somebody else and it can begin to do it in their life. You might wonder, well, why, why, why don't I deliver the Word of God? Why aren't I an effective witness or an effective minister? Because it's not doing it in your own life. It's got to be doing it in your own life before you can expect to hand it to somebody else. If it's not working in your life, you can't expect it for it to work in somebody else's life. The Word of God has to completely over and over daily, renew your mind into thinking what this Word here thinks. This Word has got to prevail over every kind of negative thought, every kind of worry, every kind of anxiety in, in life. The devil will always try to come in and get you to think the very worst. It's not about you, about somebody else. He'll try to get you to thinking all garbage, but it's the word has to prevail over every area of your thinking process. First John 4, 4 is a good one. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Not only greater is he that is in you spiritually, but greater is he that is in you in your thinking. Well, I tell you, if it's not, he comes at you. You're not going to have a, any kind of success at knocking him down. No kind. Because greater has to be Him in your thinking so that you can put Him out in every area of your life. Amen? Turn with me to Psalms 84, if you would, just for a second. Psalms 84, verse number 11. Psalms 84, verse number 11. Says this. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. The Lord is your shield. Amen. Shield of faith. Amen. The devil comes with all his garbage. You put up the shield of faith. That's the Lord. You put up the Lord. You put up what he did. You put everything the Lord stands for. The Lord prevailed. Amen. You put him up and what he did when that devil comes. It goes on to say, no good thing will be withheld from them that walk uprightly. Brother, you begin to grow and allow the word of God to prevail in every area of your life and God will not withhold anything from your life if you'll just begin to do that. It's all yours. Glory to God. All power is given unto you. Amen? All power. The power of God. The devil will come to us. He comes to me just like you. We're all tempted the same. He'll try to come in and put a headache on us. He'll try to come in and put a runny nose on us. He'll try to come in and put an earache on us. Send bed bugs. Amen? Bite our toes. Amen? Devil attack you in any way. He'll try to come in and put sickness on your body. He not only attacks your mind, but he attacks your body. He'll try to make you feel weak, not any energy in you at all. And he'll try to come in and just destroy you. The devil don't want you to abound and live victory, victorious in this life because if you do, you know what's going to happen? The Word is going to begin to prevail and multiply and grow in your life and not only in yours, but it's going to jump out and affect somebody else and it's going to begin to grow in them and it's going to spread like wildfire. Amen? Amen? 
There's churches all over the world today with thousands and thousands upon thousands of Christians. Some of them aren't as live as they should be, I don't think. And the word is not prevailing in them, but I tell you what, they are headed in the right direction. <clears throat> we just got to get back to the word and let it prevail over every area of our thinking. The enemy is constantly trying to come in and challenge us with sickness and disease. But if we just stay in the book of Psalms a little bit longer and turn over to, 100, to Psalms 107, verse number 20, we'll see what this word does. It says here that he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Read that with me. Say, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He sent his word. He sent Jesus, glory to God. Jesus healed us, amen? Delivered us from our destruction. Resurrected us into the heavenly places. And now his word is still being sent. Jesus said in John 20, just as I've been sent, now I send you. His word is being sent throughout the land to heal and to bring life to all mankind. Psalms 103, backing up just a little bit. We sing this song all the time. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Verse 3, Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagle. Who does that? Jesus does that. The Word does that. The truth does that. The life and the Spirit does that, which is in this Word. And when we get into it and renew our mind with it, glory to God, we're going to be walking in, what does it say? Going to be walking in forgiven iniquities, healing, redemption, from destruction, loving kindness. Going to be walking in satisfaction. Going to be walking in youth. Amen? The devil will try to come in and take your youth away. Yeah, get you looking like an old man. Amen? What's that? <laughs> but hey, I tell you what, I've seen Christians that are 55, 60 years old. It looks like they're 38. Amen? The Lord will renew your youth because if you let the devil come in and attack your mind with worry and anxieties and fears and sicknesses and all the garbage that he wants to put on you, I tell you what will happen. You'll begin to think wrong and then your body will begin to sag. Amen? Yeah. The opposite happens when you allow yourself to have faith in what Jesus says. I mean, what the devil says. Then when you allow yourself to have faith and let God's word prevail in your life, then the good things will begin to happen. It's who you let be Lord over your life. The devil will come in and try to give you lack of peace. And it's because we're not letting God's word prevail in our life. Here's what it says in John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. The devil will try to come in and take your peace away from you. The devil will try to come in and take your joy away from you. But the Lord says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. God wants you to have strength and joy. He said, my joy shall be in you and your joy shall be full, John 15, 11. He's put joy and peace and happiness inside of us. You don't have to go for the okey-doke of that devil because God's word is going to prevail. But he says, this is my commandment that you love one another, that your joy might be made full. Amen? And the only way you can love one another is to get into this word and begin to obey that commandment. Amen? We recognize tonight in the praise part that we couldn't, couldn't love one another unless we get into the Word of God and get into the spirit of praise and begin to lift our hands and chase off the devil and begin to receive the Spirit of God and let it prevail in our thinking and in our life and in our actions and we begin to love one another because we made the decision to let that take place. We repented. 
So if you let the devil come in and run your life and run the church and run everything else and run your thinking and run your teachings, you're going to see the place go right down. Amen? Not going to be any praise. Not going to be any healing. Only going to be sickness and sadness and garbage. But I tell you what, God's word has to prevail in our life 100%. Because Jesus is Lord. We need to begin to believe that and confess that and walk in that. Let's all stand. Glory to God. I tell you what, we're going to have a time of praise here. Let his word prevail. But what I want you to be thinking about tonight is areas of your life that you might need to repent in. You might need to repent in. See, what happened with those exorcists and those Jewish people there during that time was this. They woke up to the fact, the reason why the Word of God prevailed, you might ask yourself, what was the reason that God's Word prevailed? Just because some exorcists couldn't cast out a demon. Why did God's Word prevail because of that? Why? Ask yourself that. Because the people woke up that they were doing wrong, that they were trusting and relying in the wrong thing, that they were thinking wrong. That's why. See, we, as we wake up that we need salvation, we come down to the altar and get saved. There it is. As we wake up to the fact that we're thinking wrong, we begin to wake up to that and we give our life to the Lord. And we give our thoughts to the Lord. We give everything that we have to the Lord. And as we do that, praise God, what takes place? An abundant life. But it comes through repentance and a change of mind. The Word of God grew and prevailed because the people changed the way they were thinking. They begin to believe in the things of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Let's just bow right now. Thank you, Father. Father, I ask right now in the name of Jesus that you cause each one of us to examine the way we think, Father. We see the power of God. We see the, the Word of God. We see your truth, Father. But we also know that you can see as well as we can see and we believe Satan can see the ways that, that we don't trust and rely in you. We believe, Father, that because of that, it can cause lack of power in our life and lack of ability to, to, to allow the Word of God to grow in this institution. And Father, I ask that you deal with each one of us right now, Father. Examine our life. Cause us to examine our life. Convict us, Father, of the ways that we've been thinking wrongly. And Father, we know we're in trouble now. Because we know that you're doing that. We know the old enemy's in trouble in our life right now. And Satan, in the name of Jesus, we come against thinking the way you would have us think. Hallelujah. If there's anyone in here thinking bad about the gifts of the Holy Spirit right now, if anyone in here is thinking bad about the power of God, about praise, or, or about anything that is done here in this chapel, you can repent of that right now in the name of Jesus. If you're thinking bad about your brother right now, you can repent of that right now. If you're allowing the cares and the difficulties and the concerns of this world control your thinking and render you powerless, you can repent of that right now. You can let God's Word prevail in every area of your life right now by changing your mind about it and saying, Jesus rose from the dead. Say that. Say, Jesus rose from the dead. Gave me life. Gave me victory. I believe this, that He rose and prevailed over sickness that He prevailed over sin, that He prevailed over worry, that He prevailed over the lies of the devil, and I resist Him by faith, 
In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, I resist you, Satan, who walketh about like a lion. I resist you, Satan. You quit roaring in my ear in the name of Jesus. Your teeth is pulled. I don't listen to you. I don't put my faith in you. I put my faith in Jesus who lives, who has first place in my thinking. I take authority over you, Satan, and every thought that would come from you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Well, glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's sing that song, God is so good, okay? Praise God. Well, praise God. He's good, isn't he? So you got to take authority over him. You got to know who you are, and he's got to know who you are. Praise God. God is so good. Hallelujah. God is so good. Hallelujah. God is so good. He's so good to me. I praise His name. Hallelujah. I praise His name. Hallelujah. I praise His name. He's so good to me. Praise God. Hallelujah. How many's putting the word first place in their life? And you know when you do that, it's going to prevail over every thought that the devil would try to come at you with. Amen? Let me ask you tonight. What's some of the thoughts that has been trying to come in and prevail over your mind? Say them right now. Raise your hand at one at a time. What's some thoughts? Worry. Okay, what's some more? Anger. What's some more? What? Against your brothers. What's some more? Fear. What's some more? Feel like you're not really doing enough. What's happening? Confusion. Tiredness. Yeah. What? Fear and confusion. Yes. Huh? Do what? Want to pray for your uncle? Okay. What else? What What other kind of thoughts? Strife. What other? Runny nose. Sickness. Doubt. See, all those things are trying to come against your life. Amen? Are you going to let it? God's Word prevails over that. Satan prevails over those thoughts. Now I want you to put what you've called out or anything that you might have in the blank when we come to it here. Say, Satan, in the name of Jesus, I come against... In the name of Jesus. You leave right now my thinking. I take authority over you by the Word of God, by the blood of Jesus, who defeated that thought, who defeated you, Satan, who would try to get me to think contrary to the truth. I know the truth. The truth has set me free, and I testify now to the truth. And the truth is that Jesus has sent the Word, who is the Word, who delivered me from all my sickness and from all the destruction that you would try to put on me. Hallelujah, that's right. In the name of Jesus, you have to take authority over that. Know who you are. Know you're risen with Christ. Know you're seated in the heavenly places. Know the truth. See, if you allow all that to come into your life, the revival stops. Amen? 
The revival starts when you come against it and get strong and let the word prevail in your life. Prevail. Let the word grow in your life, in your thinking. How many is going to do that? How many is not only going to be a hearer of the word tonight, but be a doer of the word? Huh? We're going to begin to come against those thoughts in the name of Jesus. As soon as they hit, as soon as they hit, immediately cast them down. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. You got to live by it. Live by faith.